Tonight we begin the very beautiful and very festive Yom Tov of Sukkot, um, seven days of Sukkot, and then uh, followed immediately and culminating in the two days of Shemini Yatzeris and Simchas Torah. And all this together is called, as we say in the davening, Zman Simchasenu, the time of our rejoicing. Um, and indeed, they're the most joyous time, most joyous period of time throughout the year, a time from which we draw the energies and abilities of Simcha to take them throughout the year afterward with us. And of course, Sukkot is filled with so many different types of messages um, and different types of mitzvahs. I'll focus just on one quick point for now. There's something that's uniquely different in Sukkot than any other Yom Tev of the year, and that is that really nothing happened on these days historically. When you talk about Rosh Hashanah, that's the day that Adam and Chava man was created. You talk about Yom Kippur, that's the day that uh, we received our atonement after the Cheta Egel, the sin of the golden calf. You talk about Hanukkah, that's when we uh, w- uh, won the war and were able to uh, rest from the Greeks and then uh, the miracle of the Menorah, which happened on that day and so on. Purim is the day that we, again, we were able to be victorious over Haman and the Persians. Um, Pesach is when we left Mitzrayim, left Egypt, and Shavuot is when we received the Torah. So every Yom Tiv is commemorative of something that happened at that time. Um, Sukkis, which begins tonight again on the 15th of Tishrei, nothing ever happened on the 15th of Tishrei that we are commemorating. Um, we know we eat in the Sukkah, and the Sukkah commemorates the heavenly clouds that uh, surrounded us for 40 years when we were in the desert, but in no way did that begin on the 15th of Tishrei. Uh, in fact, that began Pesach time when we left Egypt. So here we have seven days that Hashem says, I want you to make them a Yom Tov. I want you to make them days of celebration. I want you to eat and spend time in a sukkah on those days. I want you to shake the Esther and Lulav. But they're not days that on their own are different than any other days. They're not days that have historical significance. They're not commemorating something that happened on those days. And that's a clear distinction between sukkahs and every other Yom Tov that we have Another interesting thing about Sukkot is that, of course, the primary mitzvah is spending time in the Sukkah. And here we have something very interesting, that really whatever one does in a Sukkah becomes a mitzvah. Um, Whether one eats in the Sukkah, or one just spends time, or one socializes, or one learns, or one plays a game. Whatever you're doing, if you're doing it in a Sukkah, you're fulfilling the mitzvah of spending time in the Sukkah. And that's unique, because typically every mitzvah has something that you have to do. You know, you got to um, shake a lulav to do the mitzvah of shaking a lulav, and you got to uh, light a candle to do the mitzvah of Hanukkah or, or Shabbos candles. You got to eat matzah to do the mitzvah of eating matzah. This is a mitzvah that becomes encompassing and, and creates that whatever one does, as long as you're doing it in the environment of the sukkah, surrounded by the sukkah, the walls and the schach of the sukkah, it becomes a mitzvah. And really there's a common denominator between these two points that I just made. And that is the things that on their own are mundane are becoming holy. So the days of sukkahs are mundane. In a sense, nothing special happened in them. Um, No special miracle, no special event happened. They're just regular days. And those regular days are becoming holy. And then you have the mitzvah of sukkah, which says that mundane activities, regular activities, anything that you would normally be doing can be made holy, can be made into a mitzvah. And this becomes a very important message of the Yom Tov of Sukkot. 
It's about taking things, days that are mundane, activities that are mundane, and turning them into a great mitzvah and a simcha-filled mitzvah. And this comes in direct succession to Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur are times that we spent probably more time in shul, more time praying, more time davening, than any time throughout the year. Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur is a time when we sort of um, go away from the mundane to a degree and focus on that which is holy, on holiness, especially when it comes to Yom Kippur, which is the climax of the 10 days of tshuva. So we don't even eat, we don't drink, we don't partake in any mundane activities, and we're totally in shul, we daven as much as we can, and it becomes a time of reaching and tapping into the highest levels of spirituality, as we discussed a little bit in our Yom Kippur message. So after one has, to a degree, successfully tapped into their spirituality, into their holiness, through the holiness of prayer and davening and shuva and so on, then comes, so to speak, the opposite um, angle, which is, okay, I reached the pinnacle of spirituality. Now I'm going to bring it down into the mundane days, into the mundane activities of my life. And that's what Sukkot is. So we've ascended, so to speak, the ladder of Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, trying to be more and more spiritual, connecting more and more to the spiritual. And then we come down the ladder on Sukkot. And that spirituality becomes something that encompasses all of our, again, mundane activities and mundane days and brings holiness into it all. And this is the great simcha of Sukkot. The great simcha of Sukkot is that we're able to bring our spirituality into our regular activities. And that really the, the secret and the message for a Yid is, as the, um, as the phrase is, kol masecha l'shem shemayim. That a Yid is able to turn that even his regular activities, um, activities that on their own don't seem to be holy, are able to be part of his Avedis Hashem, part of serving Hashem, and have be done in a holy way, in a special way, in a spiritual way, bringing godliness into everything that we do. And that actually causes Hashem the greatest simcha, the greatest joy. Because as we know, the purpose of creation is not to have a spiritual, um, a holy world, like a world of angels, but to have a physical world and a mundane world and a place where people eat and people sleep and people socialize and people do all the things that people do and nevertheless to do them in a way that is encompassed and surrounded by holiness and a, a feeling of connection to Hashem and that everything that we do is part of our serving Hashem. That is the great simcha of Sukkot, one of the angles of the great simcha of Sukkot. Hashem should give all of us the ability to have a truly happy and joyous and festive yamta, festive Sukkot. Celebrate with Hashem in His Sukkah as we leave the, the um, as we leave the walls of our own home and go into the walls of Hashem, which are the walls of the Sukkah, to be able to celebrate there to, together with our friends, with our family, with all of Klal Yisrael. And to be a yamtiv of celebration, culminating with the greatest celebration of all, to celebrate it in Yerushalayim with the third base of Mikdash with the coming of Mashiach. Have a wonderful yamtiv.